This program is brought to you by the Living Church Boise. This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Let's jump into the word for this week. Uh, exciting, uh, exciting week because we're in a grand finale in the book of Ecclesiastes. I never thought we'd be able to actually get through this whole book without me losing my mind, which I think I did, but um, it's not been as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, around the dinner table at home, uh, we normally play a game. It's called Would You Rather? And um, when you're playing this game with, you know, three-year-olds and five-year-olds that are stuck at home, the questions get very creative. Like, you know, it's like, would you rather die or would you rather be a hippo? <laughs> I honestly don't know. But uh, <laughs> try it at home. See what answers you come up But I have a would you rather question for you guys this morning, and I want you to participate with me. Would you rather have good, co- uh, you know, good presentation, okay? Like really good presentation, good oration, um, good PowerPoints, you know, good, good slides and, and, and good phrases and stuff, but your content off the presentation is off. Great presentation, content off, or terrible presentation, but content is truthful. A or B? B. One or two, I'm like the, the optimist. Okay, it's like one or two, let's try it again, one or two, okay. Most of you guys will say B, most of you guys will say, I mean everybody would say B, because you, if you go to the doctor, you don't want the doctor to say, you know, Man, your shoes are so awesome. Well, I'll see you next year. You're like, I want to know if I have cancer or not. Am I going to die? I don't care about my shoes. Right? You want the truth. I'm like, I don't know, stutter. Tell me something. Write it down. Text it to me. Tweet it to me. I need to know. What, what are the findings? What's the truth? Most of us would agree that we want the truth. Say it to me. Spray it to me. Shout it to me. Yell it to me. Sing it to me. Write it to me. I want the truth. Amen. Sadly, however, when you come to church... We get caught up with the externals. We're like, you know, I'm sure the Bible says that, but I just don't like the way he said it. I'm sure the Bible says repent, but, but seriously, he doesn't know, you know, like my past, my background. That was very offensive to me. When Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, uh, sometimes we cannot package that in a good way. The truth sometimes, it just has to be put out. And, and truthfully, everybody wants to know the truth. doesn't matter how it's really packaged. But this is the good part. This is why I'm spending so much time on it. Solomon, the book of Ecclesiastes, he does a fantastic job of covering both A and B. He packages it really well with eloquence, with clarity, with words that are delightful to the heart. Enjoy your wine with gladness, he says. Come on, the church has got to say amen to that, right? Like, yes, thank you, Lord. Bottoms up, let's go. Eat your bread with joy. Yes, enjoy the wife of your youth. Amen. And then he says, but watch your judgment's coming. Okay, so, so play nice. And, and, and as an introduction, I want to spend two verses um, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. But before that, I want to tell you, why did he set out to do this, to, to, to put this truth out to you with eloquence and with delight? It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 12, he says, The preacher, I the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. <clears throat> That's his goal. His goal is to, to help himself and the people that he's leading find purpose and meaning in life. I want to find why. Why are we here? What do we do? Why do we have these cravings? Why poverty? Why sickness? Why death? Why old age? He's kind of like the Old Testament Buddha almost, right? It's this kind of like, I want, I want to find meaning in life. I want to find satisfaction in life. And, and how do we get this? And in his quest for meaning and purpose in life, under the sun, 
He shares his findings in a very clear, delightful, and truthful ways. Turn your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and um, with a lot of joy, I bring this grand finale of the book of Ecclesiastes. At the same time, I'm kind of saddened because this has been a book, hopefully to you too, and if you missed any of the messages from this series, please go back and watch it. Uh, download the app, the Living Church app, uh, uh, listen to it, because this is, some, this is a book that really brings practical applications to the gospel in our very real lives. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, we pick up from verse 9, and we see that Solomon, he says, besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge, weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. I want you to, this is just an introduction, I'm going to give you three little anchor points in our introduction before we jump into the main meat. Solomon is saying, this book is written with logical clarity for the mind. Logical clarity for the mind. This is not just a scholar who's just throwing out his findings over there. He has weighed and studied and arranged many proverbs with great care. Logical clarity for the mind. Sadly, this cannot be said of many of our news anchors this morning, right? With a lot of logical clarity, he delivered the news. <laughs> no, he just saw something on Facebook and he's like, well, let's talk about this. And there's a whole division in the land. First Kings chapter 4, verse 32, it says of Solomon that he spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs were 1,005. He spoke of trees from the cedar that's in Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the wall. That means from the greatest to the least. He also spoke of beasts and of birds and of reptiles and of fish. And people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon and from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. So this is amazing. When you go to the book of Ecclesiastes and especially when you come to the end, he's still going to appeal with logic for the clarity of mind. And then it gets better. Verse 10, he says, The preacher sought to find words of delight. So logical clarity for the mind, delight for the heart. And again, I want you to know that these are, I'm bringing these characters of his writing to the surface because this is how God reveals himself to you in scripture. With logical clarity for your mind, with delightful words for your heart. He says he sought to find words of delight. Again, like I said earlier, you know, he says, hey, listen, all is vanity, but have a blast while it lasts. Have a great time with this life. Enjoy work. Enjoy the money that you're able to make and enjoy spending it and enjoy the food that you buy. Praise God when you do it. Words of delight for the heart. But if the book of Ecclesiastes is only logical clarity for the mind and delight for the heart, we've lost the whole point. Listen, I know we're in, in this is called wisdom literature and you gotta track with me a little bit, okay? It's like we're riding uphill in, in snow. Like we're gonna spin our wheels a little bit. But oftentimes we come to scripture with just a logical clarity for our mind, which is just philosophy, God doesn't want just that. He wants that, but not just that. We also want delight for our heart, which God wants that for us, but not just that. And the remaining part of this verse, in verse 10, it says, the preacher sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he wrote the words of truth. Uprightly he wrote the words of truth. So he writes the book of Ecclesiastes with logical clarity for the mind, with delight for the heart, and with truth from God. As we jump into this last little chunk of verses, it's, it's going to bring it to this crazy end. Once again, bringing clarity for the mind, delight for the heart, and truth from God's word. 
and it's been fantastic so far. He's proved this to be true. If you go back and read through the book of Ecclesiastes, you will see these three things standing out all the time. Clarity for the mind, delight for the heart, truth from God. And now, he's not going to hold back any punches. And he's going to bring it down and say, listen, I've looked at life with clarity, with delight, and with truth. And I searched for everything under the sun. He's a king, don't forget. And he's looking over his kingdom and he's trying to find meaning for his kingdom. And now he says, you know what? I'm not going to be able to find meaning when I look at life just from my perspective of kingdom, of my, me being the king and looking over my people. He says, I've got to look at it from the perspective of the king of kings now. I've got to look from the perspective of rulers over rulers now. And I've got to look at it beyond my kingdom. I've got to look at it through God's kingdom. Because I can have clarity of mind. I can have delight for the heart. But when I look at the truth from God, I'm not going to be able to find meaning if I just look at the world. I've got to look at it from his perspective. And that's why, you know, a lot of times you hear people, you know, say this in Ecclesiastes. It's not just about what's under the S-U-N. You've got to live under the S-O-N. And um, I'm going to try and rephrase that and title this message this morning um, that it's all about. It's a kingdom matter. It's a kingdom matter. You know, the life you're living is not just about logical clarity. It's not just about delight for your heart. It's also got to be about truth from God's word because it's a kingdom matter. Um, I don't want to spend too much time in introducing the title, but I think I need to make this clear. We're living in a time where we're divided over many things. Please listen to me. Not to get political, but it's almost like we're living in a time now where we're finding reasons to be divided. We want to find fault even among brothers and sisters in Christ, but you got to understand it's a kingdom matter. And the kingdom of God, we've got to be united. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 14 that the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's old King James. The Holy Ghost! It's, about, it's not about eating and drinking. Yes, Solomon, under the sun, eat, drink, enjoy life. But you also got to look at it from the kingdom perspective of God. It's not just about eating and drinking, but it's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And, 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 and my, my quest this morning, um, as I bring these few verses before you, is that you will not be able to sit in your seats, but you'll be excited to jump in and be a part of the kingdom of God. Amen. That you would be able to clearly see how much you're chasing things under the sun, and once again have God's truth bring life and meaning to this meaningless life that you're living and jump into the kingdom of God because it's a kingdom matter. You know, Satan is out to tear the kingdom of God here on this earth. Oh my gosh, man. Some of you guys are going through a really hard time in life right now and I want to challenge you. You're going through a hard time because it's a kingdom matter. You're not going through a hard time because you look different or because of your color or because of your upbringing, because of your dad and mom. It's a kingdom matter. Families are being attacked because it's a kingdom matter. Marriages are being attacked because it's a kingdom matter. Your finances are being attacked because it's a kingdom matter. Your health is being attacked because it's a kingdom matter. You've got to realize that's the kingdom matter. We're not here to fight, fight against flesh and bones. We're not here to fight for mental clarity or delightful words from the heart. What we're fighting against is powers of darkness. It's a kingdom matter. You've got to get this. It's a kingdom matter. We're going through the book of Ecclesiastes and you're like, dude, why are you sounding like you're some you know, crazy Pentecostal preacher over here? Because it's a kingdom matter. Jesus did not come to save our denominations. No, he came to save you and me. And Satan hates that. Satan loves it when denominations will grow. Satan loves it. Satan's not, see man, Satan's not upset when you're writing a Christian book, okay? But Satan's upset when that book is going to bring freedom in people's lives, when they're able to put away shame and walk with Jesus. It's a kingdom matter. You've got to know this. 
The temptations you face is not just because you're young. The temptations you face is not just because that's the way your dad lived. The temptations you face is because it's a kingdom matter. And today, we're going to wage war in our mind, in our delight, with the truth from God's word. Are you ready for this, man? I'm excited for this. Number one, this is what Solomon says. He says, kingdom life is not about enlightenment, but it's about personal edification. Um, we're living in a time where we all want to be enlightened. We want to be woke. Okay, the, the, where is it, Greg? Come on, man. He was sending me articles about the, the new woke pastor, you know, who's like, you want to be so enlightened with you know, how much you're keeping up on the news and your style and your fads and your diets. Uh, we, all, we, we all in some way are looking to be enlightened. And even if you are a, a very firm believer, it's possible that your enlightenment comes from social media or your news agencies when you feel like you've got to be in on what's happening. All look, when you think of enlightenment, you typically will think of like a Buddhist guy sitting in the lotus position and saying Om all day long. <laughs> Modern day enlightenment is very different. Born to enlightenment is thinking that you have enough and you don't need to be built up anymore. Edification, on the other hand, means to be built up. Edification means to, to, to let something come in and shape you and change you and chip away at you and push you and pull you so that you, you're becoming more and more in the person that God calls you to be. Edification in the New Testament is used this way to build and to strengthen in the faith of believers. And how does this happen? This happens through God's word. This happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. It happens through the gift of the Spirit being used in the proper way. It happens through the ministries that God appoints in church. It happens through the people of God. But look at how Solomon puts it. The words of the wise, this is verse 11 in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. The words of the wise are like goats. This is not like a bitter goat or a vegetable that grows in your backyard. A goat is, is a shepherd's staff that has a, a hook and a, and a little thing to, to poke and to prod the sheep. And we might have a picture back there too. Um, there we go. Um, yeah. How would you like to be poked with that, huh? <laughs> well, the sheep at least have like thicker wool. I don't, you know, and it's like, stop poking me. My wife does let me, pokes me in the side sometimes, like, stop doing that, right? I'm very ticklish. <laughs> but the words of the wise are like goads. In other words, saying that God is not just interested in you, you know, knowing what's happening with the news and being able to, you know, read through the lies of the news media. God's like, listen, hang all of that. It's a kingdom matter. You've got to be growing into a soldier, into the kingdom that God's building you into. And God's word, it says that wise words are like goats that's poking you, that like nudges you. When you're in a rut, it pokes you out of the rut. When you're going astray, it pokes you back, so come back this way. Kingdom life is not just about enlightenment, but it's about edification, about being built up. Question for you, how much is God's word poking you? That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.